It's time to get empowered. Welcome to the Empower Hour. This is empowering. With Jill Anderson. She's like an inspiration. Release your inhibitions. Feel the rain on your skin. Welcome to the Empower Hour. This is Jill Ann, and we are on episode number 73. Oh my gosh, am I excited about my guests this week? Okay, so about two years ago, I met uh, the most amazing person uh, because here's why her name's Jill. <laughs> Right, Jill? That's right. So um, as soon as I met Jill, I'm like, okay, I got to It's a fellow Jill. Instant so friend. instant friend, right. Um, seriously, though, the very first time I met Jill, I was at her uh, business, Urban Growler Brewing Company. And, um, you know, you were, well, you welcomed me. I was with a group of women and you gave us this grand tour. And then I got to hear about your story and I knew it. I knew it. As soon as I heard your name, you were, you had this great story because you're a Jill and it worked, <laughs> right? And um, so here's what, ha- here, I'm just going to give a little nugget and then I'm going to introduce your amazing partner that is in the studio with us today. So here's the deal, listeners. Uh, Jill and her partner and head brewer, Deb, um, they own the first woman microbrewery in Minnesota. Correct. The first women owned and operated. Yes. Yes. I mean, seriously, that is so cool. So I knew, um, I knew I had to have you on my show and here we are two years later. And, um, you know, I, I always think, gosh, darn, I wish I could have gotten you guys in earlier, but now you have two years under your belt. Almost three. It'll be three in July. Oh, awesome. So tons more that you get to share with us and the listeners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, all right. So here we are, Jill and Deb, um, you both are just like this, from, from what I know, you're an amazing team together <laughs> and you make things work. And I want to hear about the before. Before you started working your dream, what did your lives look like? Hmm. Go ahead, Deb. Well, they were quite a bit different. So this is Deb and I worked in the medical device industry for many years, so I'm an engineer by training and project manager. So I've spent a lot of time in the medical device field, but I was a home brewer and obsessed with home brewing. And well, our brewery now is the end result of pure obsession. But um, yeah, I was working in corporate America, home brewing on the, at nights and weekends. Okay. Very so- secure job, very... Good pay. It was a great company. You know, the kind of company your parents are proud to say you work for. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That you stay with for 100 years and and then just end with retirement and go live on a beach in Florida. I had worked there for almost nine years, which is by far the longest I had worked anywhere. Okay. So that's that's what I was doing. And Jill was doing... Something, yeah. What were you doing, Joe? Straight commission sales, 
and doing very well. Um, I was had just been in the Star Tribune for uh, as being a road warrior. Oh, interesting. For, uh, sales and um, talking about social media and sales, but I was putting on. 36,000 miles a year, uh, just traveling around the Twin Cities and doing well. But we just kept coming back together saying, there's got to be something more. And someday we should, or someday we'd like to. Someday, someday. And that's what got me with your story, because this is what all of the Empower Hour listeners, uh, subscribers love. Um, about what what I talk about on my podcast is the same thing happened to me is I I explain it as I heard the knock like there's this knock that knock knock Jill you know there's more and that's exactly what I say there's more there there you're not done yet you were created to do some really awesome stuff, so why the heck are you sitting there doing that when I have when you have more? And so as soon as I like I couldn't I, I couldn't believe that that's what I was reading about you that you were saying the same thing. There's more, there's got to be something else. And so here you had these these regular life jobs. And Deb, you mentioned that your your home brewing was kind of an obsession. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, um, what like from the time you started your obsession to its actual fruition, how long did that process take? Well, you started homebrewing in the 90s. We decided we wanted to do something together six years prior to opening. Okay. So it took us six years to get to our opening date. Okay. And and was that opening in your at your building in St. Paul? Yes. yes. At the brewery. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. When in the six years did you like sit down together and go, okay, so it we're we're gonna get serious now. Let's let's create a plan, let's get the budget, let's start doing this work and figuring out how we can phase out of what we're currently doing. Yeah, so so we had this idea and um it was you kind of we kind of used the saying someday is now when is someday going to be and we made the decision someday is now okay so, so, so I, I i have to interrupt here because this is huge for listeners because i i believe that every single person on this earth says the same thing yes where did you wh- what i i just said to her mother's day cuz that was the turning point we're, okay, we're why? not we're not mothers, but go ahead and shout. Yeah, share so we um, Jill was this road warrior. She was at the point where um, she was driving, texting, just totally distracted driver. It was it was time for an intervention. Um, <laughs> definitely, there was no. I took my phone with me on vacation to bed. I was okay. available to my customers twenty four seven. Oh wow! But you love as a salesperson, but not as a partner. Yeah. Um, so we had our friends over for Mother's Day brunch. So our friend had lost her daughter. So we kind of had them over for Mother's Day because we knew it would be a hard day and we're having brunch. And uh, she has a different way of thinking about life. And we, we are attracted to her type of thinking, just different options. You know, there's no should in her vocabulary. 
Um, but she presented this idea to Jill. I mean, she's a friend of Jill's too. What if you just quit your job? I think you should quit your job. And Jill just got furious with it. I just what lo- are yeah, you I, talking about? I, I was. <laughs> I was, you were truly pissed. Yes. Okay. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm doing, you know, things are going so well and uh, things, I, my sales are growing and, you know, I'm happy, I guess, you know, uh, but you're I, I was successful. Exactly. And now yes. you're telling me that quit your job. Yeah, There's more to life. Just be done with that. And I, well, go ahead. And so our, our friend said, well, you know, Jill was throwing up roadblock after roadblock, and our friend said all the reasons why she couldn't right. do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, our friend said, "Well, what if you could? Just imagine what it could be if you could quit your job." And Jill just closed her eyes, and she changed before all of our eyes. Like you could just see the weight of the world come off her shoulder. There was a visible change, and then uh, she started to cry. Like when she realized wow. this could really be an option, and um, it was a that was the changing point. That yeah, was the that moment. was the start. So when I always started. explain it to people that it's almost like a shift. Totally, a shift takes place, and it's typically not this you know snap your fingers and you're a completely different person overnight. And that's what people need to understand. I feel that it's it's just a shift. Yes, and. And you were probably, if I could guess, and that's what I want to hear, is what was the internal talk or dialogue that you were having with yourself after that? Well, part of it was, would Deb be supportive of this idea? Like, I would not be making the same amount of money. No money. No money. Yeah. (laughs) What? Okay. No money. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's clear here. No money. And what, what would I do? And, um, what would people think? And I was, it was interesting to tell friends, like I just gave a month's notice at my job and they're like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to take a little time to figure that out. And, um, it was just like, wow, you're brave. Oh, you're so brave. And, but then, after having a few months and we decided during that time we wanted to open a brewery with a I wanted a restaurant to be a part of it once we made that once and I, I was I did not want a restaurant Deb didn't want a restaurant I wanted okay. a restaurant so I started getting industry experience so I started working for a restaurant within walking distance so after being in my car so much I wanted everything to be within walking distance you know as a salesperson so I walked over to a neighborhood restaurant and was hired as a host uh, for 10 bucks an hour and I wanted to learn everything I could about the restaurant industry and I i we were living on, I was living on 80 bucks a week and that was for everything. And I couldn't have been happier. But and I think you should go back and talk about um, what you did during those three months. And, and by Well, and I think was, what's, what's cool about that is it's a perfect example of your dreams don't work unless you do. And you were willing to take, to sacrifice I like you have to give up to a huge part of who my identity or or what you thought was your exactly identity, and right? that's what's so interesting is I thought that I, I I I went through a period of feeling pretty 
poorly about myself. Like what I, I, I had a hard time for uh, probably the first month. That's, that's the part that I wanted you to talk about because we lose ourselves yes. in the pursuit of things that are outside of ourselves. Yes. And I don't know why, but I all of a sudden started working on a collage. I just started working on a collage of things that I Deb and I like to do together or things I like to do. So you like actually just had sat a out, piece of paper and you had took a pictures. Vision board. And, a vision board, okay. people might yep. call it. Yep. And I just pieced together all these different things. And the thing that's interesting is that is hanging in our brewery now. And pretty much everything on that vision board has happened for us. Um, and it was something I knew I wanted to do something with Deb. Um, there's an actual picture in there of a space that looks like our brewery that, Whoa. you know, we didn't find until five years later. Yeah. Uh, there just, uh, we ended up moving to California so Deb could get her master's in brewing. There's a picture that I had cut out sitting outside on a patio and the view that I had cut out is exactly what our view was of our, when we had our apartment in California. It's so strange. And yeah. I, I have listened to some of your uh, programs and you talk about how the universe sort of just throws at you. You have to be open to it. And I didn't even know, but I just, I freed myself up. To be open well, to other... Yes. And yeah. it's... It, I think what happens is the shift that you talked about is the shift where you're no longer fighting the universe. Mm -hmm. You're working with it. Yep. Because the universe is what's going, knock, knock, there's yes. more. Yes. And instead, you're fighting everything about you. Mm -hmm. And now you get to say yes to you. And, and it's funny because every single thing that you put on your vision board, collage, whatever you want to call it, yep. was everything within you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and I'm sure still is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we were doing, we're going to be doing another one to kind of get us to the next phase. Um, but you had a similar experience with just seeing, she saw how happy I was in the, my career change. And then you said, I want some of that. Okay. So perfect. Cause that was my next question. I'm like, okay, so you made the big shift. Thanks. What, thanks to Deb's support. You, where, uh, when was your shift, Deb? Oh, so Jill left her job in June, and it was probably the end of the summer. I'm realizing I want to do something different, too. And I decided, because we're going to open a brewery now. We've decided that. So I took a leave of absence from my corporate job because I wanted to become an assistant brewer. I wanted to get professional brewing experience. I wanted to go to brewing school. And... Um, that happened. Can we talk about the fetal position? Well, isn't do we have? To? <laughs> yes, I think we need to <laughs> yes. mention that. Um, no, I'm like, wait a minute. This, that this is a, way this, too easy. This is a couple years later. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a six-year process. Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. So the other part was Jill wasn't working, but I was working, so we at least had one income. Yeah. So when I stopped working, we had not not much income. So we basically. So, my question for you, though, Deb, is once you saw Jill working with her universe, yep. her 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 own stuff, what what did you see? 
For her? Yeah. Oh, she was much happier. She was changing and she was working at a job where she was making a lot less money, but she was a lot happier and she was learning a lot. She was planning for the future. She, we could see the future. We had the vision. We didn't know how to get there. We took, I mean, Jill take working at a restaurant was one of the steps. And in my mind, maybe getting more professional brewing experience was my kind of direction. So how did that affect you in helping you with your shift? Um, it seemed like it could happen. So it made it a possibility. Yep. That is a perfect example of, like I mentioned, you guys being this great team and how partners' energies, when you're working together, it, it affects each other so tremendously mm -hmm. that when you come together with this amazing energy now, it's like, wow, there's something we can't do now. And that's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Cool. We, we are a good team. We, we definitely have different skills and approaches, which makes us an awesome team. Sometimes it's a little hard to work together, but sometimes yeah. it's very challenging. Okay, so is that where the fetal, <laughs> is that where the fetal position comes oh, in? Oh, no, remember, that, no, not, a, not yet. I'm not going to let that one go because I want to hear about it. So we, so, okay, so th this will be relevant too, I think. So we were six years in planning, and why did it take so long? Well... You know, about year three, year three, four, it's um, like, are we going to do this thing or not? And that's what Jill said. And Where were you? In our house. Oh, and so you're back in St. Paul? So we're in St. Paul. Okay. Yep. And I've gone to brewing school. Yep. I mean, we are, so now it's it's real. Like, like okay, this money This really is, could happen. This really could happen. And it's scary, and it's a big commitment. And I had about a 30-minute, I'm really glad I had persuasive speaking as a... <laughs> that was speaking? Yeah. I think okay. it was more yelling. Okay, whatever. It was 30 minutes of intensive preaching, <laughs> preaching maybe. I prefer, prefer to call it persuasive speaking. But anyway, I was just, Deb was in the fetal position on the couch and scared and I get to it. death scared to death and she's very conservative with money and I would also say smart with money and yep. I'm a little more of a risk taker a little more free so again there's that balance yeah um but I was just like going just we've been through all of this we can do this and blah 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 and I need you to be all in I need you to commit I need you in this and then all of a sudden because I, I was our I was our major obstacle to yep. getting that's why it took six years and not one or two or three. Well, we also believe things happen for a reason. Yes. So right. it's, it's fine that it took six six years. But yes, I would agree she was our greatest obstacle. But there, So it was that okay. was three years before. So that was halfway through the no, six that, years. Yeah, it was after brewing school. Yes. Okay. So did you right at that moment say, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah, I had to decide. Am I all in or not? And one of our friends, one of my, um, she w she said to me, will you have regrets if you don't do it? And my honest answer to that was absolutely, I will have regrets. And so from that moment on, I was all in. And, and I am, I'm uh, been squirreling away money my whole life. <laughs> I'm very frugal. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, it's money, it, you know, 
What's the worst that can happen? We live in yeah. my mom's basement. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of bad, but still. Right. We'd have each other, right? Right. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom takes good care of us. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was uh, another turning point mm-hmm. that day. And right. so then that marked the start of serious. All in. Like all yep. in. Get serious, the business plan get, done. Okay. So I've been working on the yep. business plan for three years. Then we finished it in a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so for three years, you worked on that business plan. Yep. And then once you said jump. Yep. It was, it was oh, done. It was done. Yeah. Yep. That's what we say at, with my team. We always, I when I work with people, it's just jump. And build your wings on the way down. That's good. You really need to. It's a good visual. Yeah, because you there so many people want to know, even when they're doing business plans, is I I, I really need to to make the unknown known. Mm-hmm. And that by creating this great business plan, I'm I know now that this is going to work. Well, no, you don't. Right. You still have to take, you still have to jump. Mm-hmm. You still have to jump. Yeah, well, we we laugh about that. Uh, just every day you have your sort of your intention for the day yeah. and then you get to work and you find out like Deb will always say, we do something new every day and you can be as planful as you want, but things, life happens. All things hell breaks happen. loose. All hell breaks <laughs> loose and it almost can be sometimes feel like a daily, uh, it becomes part of your day. It could be, you know, an employee got hit by a car on the way into work. It can be a friend diagnosed with cancer. It could be a family member passing away. Life happens. Yep. But you just, you, you know, you build a support system. You, you, it, it. You can't plan for everything. Well, and I think it's a perfect example of how people have this um, this this vision oftentimes that when I'm living my dream, everything in my life will be perfect. <laughs> and it's and it's almost the exact opposite. It's like you open yourself up to so much more mm-hmm. that it creates more growth that's all it is right. but you're you're working in your passion and your dream and so those challenges are just part of life and they're right. no longer like huge roadblocks anymore right yeah that's what we we don't see we don't see if something goes wrong, it's not a mistake. Deb always says it's a learning opportunity. Um, I'm mistakes are part of my everyday life. So I, I just, you just learn to roll with it. You learn and improve. Mm -hmm. So give me like a, one of the, like a huge mistake or a huge failure and that you look back on now and go, what the hell were we thinking? Um, well, I'm, I'm not sure it's related to the business, but I'll give an example. I alluded to earlier that I I'm I save money, uh-huh. so I've been squirreling away money my whole life, and um, putting in as much as I possibly could in my retirement, every avenue. Well, you know, a couple of years ago when the market just tanked, and I yep. saw everything I had saved basically be cut in half. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that was a waste and to me you know maybe it was a mistake to put everything I had in there but it also gave me the um, freedom to say 
you know what? It's only money and it's gone now. So what am I doing saving money for? Yeah. I mean, not that you shouldn't save money. I'm not yeah. I'm not advocating that, but it was very freeing. So in retro- I was just gonna say for you, right, it was you said it is freeing. It it had a hold on you. It had a piece of you. It had it was holding you back from your dream. Right. Exactly. So so that was one of my learning opportunities. Cool. So, all right. So then we we say, okay, here we are. We're at year six, and the and the doors open. <laughs> Tell me what that was like. <laughs> it was chaos. <laughs> it, it was chaos. <laughs> well, it, we opened like at four o'clock, I think, that day, or something like that. And I remember, or maybe it was. The big event was going to be at five o'clock. I don't know, but whatever. And I remember standing, looking out the window and thinking, what if nobody shows up? Oh, yeah. And Here, I was scared yep, to death. And then all of a sudden I I went down to the tap so because we have our offices upstairs and I was looking out over the parking lot and I went downstairs and I hear just this buzz of people and I thought oh my god in just like that 20 minutes I hadn't looked out the tap room had filled up and I went back and looked and now the beer garden is full the tap room is full (laughs) and it was just like exactly had again how we had pictured it and imagined it and talked about it like someday this is going to be full of people and it was so exciting I mean I get goosebumps when I still when I think about it today and we celebrate our anniversary every July Usually we celebrate it in August, but we celebrate every year and it's just, it, we recreate that day and it's, it gets bigger and bigger and, uh, still chaos, still chaos, still chaos. Yep. But, 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 but everything was back. new. They keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, Thankfully new they keep staff, coming back. New systems, new beer. Oh, well, we try to keep two getting Two beers better. in the tank the first year. Yeah. Two okay. beers in the tank. Now we have 12. So tell me what that, like, so there you were. At year one, and now you're approaching year three anniversary. Yes. Like, how have things gotten better? We would probably say uh, we have a great core team. We have the... uh, We've got most of the right butts in the right seats. Okay, sure. Um, We have systems in place now, so we have some processes. Yep. All of that makes it easy when you first open everything is new your staff is new your point of sale system your every every everything's new and that's just a lot of work it's very overwhelming and you know that first year was pretty much a blur I don't think we took a day off in the first year wow because you were just so learning learning Mm -hmm. learning and it sounds like constantly outside of your comfort zone yes Yes. Yep. That we still, and we're almost three years still, I still do something every day I've never done before. Cool. So how do you, what is the, what do you take from that six years and create with your team? So like, what is the, the culture and the, the values that you guys have that you know, as soon as you walk into the place, I mean, I've been there. Mm-hmm. You feel it. You, I mean, you don't even have to say it. And I, there's, there's solid gold in that. How mm-hmm. did you do that? Well, our, our mission is to bring people together through beer. 
So one of our first um, kind of principles and beliefs is awesome customer service. And Jill really embodies that. And we hire for personality as much as anything. Mm -hmm. We want people to, when they come into our tap room, we want them to feel warm and welcome. And so we've hired for that. So in our six years leading up to opening, we went to many tap rooms. We did, we had to do a lot of research. Yeah. (laughs) But I also say we knew we wanted to work together. And part of it was it was a very divisive time politically when we decided we wanted to go into business together. Okay. And so it was really important to us that no matter what, no matter what people believed, who they vote for, who they love, whatever it is, we truly believe we all have, we all want the same thing from life to be loved and accepted. We all want to matter. We all want to matter. That's it. And that is all we care about. And that's why we opened our doors. And um, that will forever be... um, our part of our training with our staff, part of what we talk about when we hire. It is truly about the relationships. It's not necessarily about your past job experience. Yeah. No, and the, and that is I mean super super awesome job because you do when you're there, you feel like you are that everybody's your friend or even a family member. Like they just it's it's warm, it's open, it's what I mean, I, you just can't explain it. You have to go there. Oh. <laughs> you do. You just have to go and, and experience it if you haven't yet. For all the listeners, so tell me what's what's the latest and greatest. I'm assuming because the weather's changing that you're gearing up for a super duper busy spring op- like opening right quote unquote because we yes. all go to sleep during the winter <laughs> yes our beer garden will yeah, be open exactly soon it's actually even been open a few times okay. already this year okay or this winter uh yeah we're we've it's exciting right now we're growing uh we've added four from 40 barrel fermenters we're adding a canning line so we'll be in liquor stores in oh, june oh you're kidding no so that's oh, exciting cool. um and our beer garden was uh what is it remodeled relandscaped last summer so it's a beautiful beer garden uh we are adding a kegerator outside so it'll be easier and quicker because last year it was insanity an outside bar uh it's it was crazy out there last year so this year i think we've got it down there'll be full service at the tables but also uh an outside bar bar. yes okay nice nice and um so when you you this whole canning thing yes holy cow like what was that i I mean what did that take to get that to happen it's like opening a whole another business while you're running another business yeah so the same stuff raise money and um just build it out it's it's the same thing. So did you expand the inside the building then to accommodate the right next door? So okay. it's part it's just on the other side of the wall. Okay. But you won't notice a difference when you walk in the tap room. Yeah, no, I remember when you took us back into a little back area yes. and okay. Yep, it's in a space right next door. Do you know what your 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 first canned beer is going to be? Oh like, yes, can we you do. We sure can. <laughs> Cowbell cream ale. Cowbell Cream Ale. Yes, it's okay. our number one seller. Okay. Deb, you can probably speak to the beer. It's lighter in color, but still has a lot lot of flavor. It's low in bitterness, and 
it's easy drinking. Okay. Goes with pretty much anything. Goes with anything. Um, Warm weather, cold weather cans. It all goes together. It's, um, it's, so it's, um, pretty easy to drink and enjoy more than one. Well, that's always a plus, isn't it? (laughs) Especially when you own a brewery. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Deb, tell me a little bit about what it's like, like, what do you, what is required of your brain power to create these new flavors is is that what they're called styles I mean, styles okay yeah so a lot almost all the recipes that we have are former homebrew recipes of so, yours yes okay so there are seasonals that um like in the fall we make a candy corn imperial cream ale and that was when you asked about brain power well yeah the first year it was like oh my god we need a Halloween beer. What are we going to do? And Or a fall beer. Yeah. And Jill loves candy corn. And so I'm like, we're going to make a candy corn beer. So it's kind of just <laughs> situational. Oh, my gosh. And, of funny. course, it has to be Brock's because Jill would say that's really the only candy corn. The, the true candy the corn. true candy corn. Made with honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brock's. Okay. And then we have our Plow to Pint series where we feature some local ingredients. So it's like, okay, what is the local ingredient? What do we have right now this time of year? Or, um, and how does that, how is that going to taste good? So I don't want to make a beer just to add something, but it has to taste good. So in the fall, we do a pumpkin Saison. So it pulls out and we add curry to it. So it's kind of like um, curry soup, but with a Belgian yeast. Oh, interesting. So I kind of often use cooking as inspiration. In the um, summer and spring, we have our rhubarb wit, which is probably our most popular plow to pint. And that, um, again, uses cooking as inspiration. It's mm-hmm. um, based off a lot of the things in rhubarb crisp, but it's not sweet. Yeah. Yum. It's tart. So how, like, what is the brewing, brewing process require then? Is this like you... Like I envision you with like some some chemical like big rubber gloves on and some goggles and a white coat and you're mixing stuff. It's not too far off, really. Well, minus the white coat, it's more like uh, jeans and uh, safety shirt. glasses. Um, no, we we make uh, so our brew house is relatively small. We make ten barrels at a time, which is three hundred and ten gallons. So this is still big equipment, but we're adding grain. So um, barley and everything we use, plus some other grains. So there's like a foundation yep. beer yep. that you have always. And well, then- every beer is different. Okay. So think about it like making a cake. You, all, you might always have flour, but you're going to add other things to it to make it taste different. Okay. So we always use barley, but sometimes we'll use um, rye. Sometimes we'll use wheat. Sometimes we'll use corn. Sometimes we'll use other things, might be fruit, might be spices. It might be these specialty malts that taste might taste like coffee or chocolate or caramel or so bread have, or biscuit. Do you have like taste testers on staff? Well, we are. All, the, all us brewers Everybody. are. Everybody? All us brewers are, are trained. But um, so, it, so then you get like how many times... How many times does it take for you to mix something for you to go, oh, that's it. That's it. Um, sometimes, like the cowbell cream ale, went through many iterations. Of, 
of recipe development before it got to where it is. Then there are other beers where, like uh, last year we made a barley wine with plums. Oh, yeah. We had over 10,000 plums that were hand-pitted, and um, we had them in the freezer, and the freezer conked out. So we <laughs> again, there's the universe working exactly. with you. Yes. So we're like, all right, we're brewing. We're brewing tomorrow, and we're going to use the grain we have, the yeast we have, and the hops we have because those plums are way too expensive to let go. Yeah, so we brewed a ten thousand plums barley wine without ever having even tasted batch. it. Nope, it was just an educated guess with what we had, and, and it, it worked. Delicious. It, did work. it didn't turn out quite how we expected. But right it was away, fantastic. So we aged it in wine barrels. Oh, cool! And then it was, it was mm-hmm. pretty darn good. Okay, so then so, you have this, you have these recipes, and then what is it? Does it? And you make it, and you have like a limited number, and then it just sells out. Well, we have flagships that we always have on. Okay, so, so five. five flagships, and then anywhere from six to eight specialty beers or seasonals in or the tap room plow to pints and those can always be changing yep yes. and they do and we yeah. always have something new so you can you can go now mm-hmm. and have some beer and then like what's the recommended spacing to be like a regular every other every day uh, yes, every, every, every other, other day, day. Every, well then i'd have a drinking <laughs> problem <laughs> uh, if you came once a month you would probably get something different uh, yes. So we'll always have our f- five flagships on, but yep. the others are seasonal. Depends on the holidays or okay. um, what are in our Palau de Pint series, what local ingredients are available. So last year we brewed 37 different beers. Wow. So it it's all it's mixing up. Okay. So now, Jill, you mentioned that your dream was to have the restaurant, and Deb was like, Hell um, no. <laughs> So, but but you have a restaurant. Yes. Okay. So yes, wow. we do. I grew up in the restaurant industry. My parents owned restaurants and and ran two restaurants, so I knew how much work it was. Yeah. And I didn't want any part of that. Yeah. So, but it it it, it works. It works. And um, so, how did you get to the, you know, How did you get to the point where you're like, okay, I was a salesperson, and then I went and did a hostess thing, yep. and now and you run a restaurant, right? Well, uh, I I'm grateful for the experience I got from Blue Plate Restaurant. So okay. I worked for them at the Longfellow Grill and the Lowry in Uptown. Yeah, those and are had good a variety restaurants. Of, yes, Love they them. are. Yep. And uh, they're a great example, and they do customer service very well. Yes, they do. Um, so the my sales experience from the past, it, it, it easily transfers to a restaurant. It's just a much shorter sales cycle. Yep. You know, from what I used to sell would take a little bit longer to develop the relationship. Well, now people are coming to me and if they're not happy, I can fix it right then and there. Yep. With what I was doing before, it wasn't quite that easy. So I find this much easier. Um, it's not that it's easy to have a restaurant, don't get me wrong, but the sales part of it is so, easy. So one thing I do want to say is so we, we really are a brewery with a tap room that just happens to have a kitchen. So we we uh, have food like good bur- food, good food that goes with beer. Simple good food that goes with beer. Okay, so, so tell it's, it's not like we have a, a five full, page menu right, exactly. or anything. Right, 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 yeah, right. One one yes. p one uh, eleven seventeen or 
whatever sheet yeah. with our food. Yep. Yeah. So give me some examples of like food. S- yeah, like your uh, top- pork carnitas. Uh, we have uh, Midway Burger. Midway with, Burger. We have awesome fries and tots. Yes. Uh, we make brownies. a salad, seasonal salad. Okay. Um, what else do we have? Quesadillas. Um, Cubano. Yep. Yeah. Ruben. Rachel. Yeah. So yeah, true, truly stuff that goes really good with beer. Yes, like just go have a beer and a burger. Yes. I mean, who you can't go wrong with that, right? right. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> yep. And we, I got the restaurant because I took Deb to a tap room when it was about thirty below wind chill, and I said, "I'm starving." She said, "Me too." I said, "I'm not standing outside," and she said, "I will." And she came in and said, "We'll have a restaurant." So. <laughs> We'll have a kitchen. <laughs> we will have a kitchen. Yes. So, all right. So now you're you're we're up to present day here, and now what are if if you want to share, what are some things that you all are looking at? Like how many years out? What are because your big fat dream doesn't just stop, right? You you've discovered that because obviously now you're doing the canning stuff and the dream just keeps getting bigger and better. Mm-hmm. So what are you seeing? What is, like you mentioned, Jill, that you're doing the collage and it's time for us to start another one. Like what, what are you thinking? What's in your heart? Well, we, we don't want to lose the feel of the all-inclusive, all-are-welcome-here, you know, feel that you get in our tap room we want to be able to how do how do we put we want our brand to carry out beyond our four walls yes um so we want to do that with cans and uh yeah and we're also on draft in bars and restaurants but how we how we get that feeling outside the tap room that that's still a challenge for us so um that's something we hope to get better at we also you know, we're we're looking several years out, and we'll be maxed out on volume again. So sure. once we get this expansion done, there'll probably be another one beyond that. But cool. It's so tell me a little bit more about what you mean by the feeling, because I know because I've been there, so yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to it is hard to explain to people without going there right. and experiencing it. Yes. So. So the feeling we hope when you come into our tap room is that, well, first of all, you have an awesome, fun time experience. You love the beer and um, you feel warm and welcome. And that's something that you'll carry on with you and forward. So when you go to a restaurant and you see our beer on tap, you'll order Order that beer. And hopefully for me, beer is very experiential. When someone says, what's your favorite beer? It has to do with what I was drinking, where I was, who I was with. And what, if I can conjure up those feelings, that's a freaking awesome beer. Yes. And that's what, so we're kind of creating that through a grassroots effort. Okay. But it's it's hard to, to get that same feeling just when you see a tap handle. So that's yes. something we're... But when, if we go to cans, like you were talking about, your beers are approachable. Right. You know, so they're easy drinking. So it'll, it's not off the, it's not the extremes. So that hopefully when people try it, they're like, oh, I, I really like this beer. I'm going to research it. And then they can learn more about what's 
the love behind that beer. Yeah. Okay. So um, one last question that I want to hear about your hours and all that kind of stuff so people can go visit because mm-hmm. I know everybody's going to want to go there for people that are listening outside of the area because we have lots of listeners outside of the Twin Cities. They get to come and make a special trip, right? Please. Um, so the, the question I always like to ask uh, my my podcast visitors guest is what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Uh, I I will go first. Okay. Um, I my an eighth grade teacher gave me a keychain because uh, I was a good person, uh, a fine student, but not the greatest student academically. I did fine, but it was a challenge for me. And she gave me a keychain that said a mis- uh, a mistake is evidence that someone has tried to do something. And yes. so that was something I at first I don't know if I truly maybe I couldn't even read it, but I did, fully didn't understand it. And but that is something that I was deposited with it you. is. And I I tell that to myself all the time. So, cool. Yes. Thank you. Peggy That's Glenn. a good one. Yes. Yeah. And uh, for me, other than my friend challenging challenging me saying, will you have regrets if you don't do this? So yeah. that, that was a great piece of advice. But it's something my dad always said was, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. And mm-hmm. it's so much in our heads, like, like for me, putting up the obstacles. Or now knowing that we'll make it. We don't know all the steps to get there, but we're going to make it. Yeah. And not being afraid and it's hard not to be afraid Mm -hmm. when you're taking these big jumps like this is a big year year three is a very it is scary year and i think that um we're never without fear i think that's the big aha moment that Mm -hmm. i have when i talk to entrepreneurs is that the fear does you're never without fear you just move forward despite the fear. Yes. Right? right. I mean, year three is coming. It's here. It's huge. It's it's you have lots of stuff happening. There's fear there, but oh, yes. you yep. know you're just gonna you're gonna do it because mm-hmm. that's just what you do, and you know what's the worst that could happen. We right? live in mom's basement. <laughs> exactly. Right. She would love it. Yeah. <laughs> Except then she couldn't come to the brewery. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be like a t-shirt or something. Yeah. We're trying to stay out Drink of mom's Drink our beer. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. All right. So fill the, fill the listeners in. What yes. are your hours? What are some upcoming events? If you have any that are coming up, tell us all about the wonderful things you have coming up here yes uh we are open tuesday through sunday so we're only closed on mondays we open at lunch so 11 a.m okay till 10 or 11 at night uh sundays we're open till from 11 to 8 p.m uh, our website has everything on there we have a b the event. website is urban yes and uh, i handle all our social media with some help um but if you could follow us on Facebook, Twitter, yes. Instagram, all of that helps. Um, so if you just type in Urban Growler, Growler Brewing on Facebook, Instagram, you'll it'll get pop, It'll pop touch. up. Yes. Perfect. Yep. And um, we have a bee event coming up with the University of Minnesota Bee Squad at the end of this month. I think it's next Wednesday evening, March. I don't have the date in mind, uh, but the end of March. It's on our website and Facebook. Uh, we're doing a bee trivia. 
and uh, Becky Masterman from the U of M is coming, and uh, there'll be a honey IPA on tap and a honey soda. So it's we are kid friendly. That's cool. one thing I always okay. like to mention. We have high chairs, slings, boosters, kids menu. Sweet. Um, so we we love seeing families of from young to old, and that's next Wednesday. Which would be March 29th. That what, sounds when correct. When does that? 5.30 p.m. Okay. Yep. And anything out further than that? We're doing uh, our Polish national holiday, and a holiday we made up because we're both Polish. Okay. Uh, we do that in early June. The date has not been set yet. Okay. But we do music. Uh, what's the Polish beer? Grozyski. Yes. Grozyski? What she said. Yes. Okay. It's made with 100% oak smoked wheat malt. It's a Polish style beer. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So does that mean it's like a darker? Uh, no, it's it's kind of amber in color, but it definitely is smoky. Okay. Interesting. So we make it just for that event. Cool. Yes. So that's the first part of June. Yes. So, all right, listeners, Deb. Uh, Jill, thanks so much for joining me thanks today for you. Uh, with Urban Growler Brewing in St. Paul. Be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram. Tw- are you on Twitter? Yes. All right. Go to their website <laughs> and be sure to support uh, Minnesota's first women-owned brewery and a great partnership and team. You're going to love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining thank me. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep.